Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show. What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Another episode of Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show. We not only have a special episode for you today, we actually have a record episode because I'm looking and we've never had five people on the show before, Ben. Not we've since had, the econ panel. We've never we, had five mics. We've never had five mics. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've had like three or four people, but five is a rarity here. So we are packed with knowledge to be able to share with you guys. Full show, go around the room. Ben Gantz, founder of Vigo Pictures, uh, ran and still runs American Idol's digital team. Elliot Sisson, Lucas Taggart, Drew Kirsch. Lots of knowledge. I'm Michael Klaus. Thank you uh, for listening. And if you're here, you're learning about the kind of the new age of Hollywood. Hollywood 20 years ago versus Hollywood now and how we operate. This episode is specifically going to focus on music videos. Uh, and that's why we brought Drew in, uh, who is a director. He's worked with John Legend, worked with brand, brands such as Eminem and Toyota, and has done so many other things in video. Uh, and obviously, Vigo has... You guys just produced the Chainsmokers and kind of handled that whole video, which congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Killer. We got the director here, Mr. Lucas. Looks killer. So congratulations. Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show. And so we're just talking about music videos. And I want to open it up just to like, I think music videos have made a resurgence. Would you guys say that of like... Slowly. Slowly? Yes. yes. So talk about that. I a mean, different like, kind of resurgence. Okay. So... They, everyone, I mean, they look at like Michael Jackson's Thriller and like a huge music video, and yeah. then I feel like it went down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. and talk about like what that has been like, maybe the slow resurgence that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it definitely like went very down. I mean, from I mean, I mean, mostly just budgets, right? And from MTV to no MTV. Yeah. So I mean, the budgets were you know every music video had a pretty big budget. Like there was the million dollar budgets, two million dollar budgets, and then. I don't really know when exactly that decline went down, but it did and it stayed down for a while. And I think now it's just slowly like maybe because of YouTube, maybe because of Instagram, whatever it is, like they're slowly kind of coming up. I don't think budgets are getting back to where they need to be, but people are still, I mean, people are watching them again, I think a lot more and, and people love the, love the video. Why, why did they go down? Was it business if they just didn't see the ROI, the return on investment? I mean... I mean I think a lot of things, the internet being one, um, I don't know. I mean, it was like when I was younger, it was turn on MTV and they were playing music videos all day. You look at MTV now, they don't have any music videos really. It's just yeah. reality TV. So Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. Um, so you gotta be happy then that it's coming back though. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> dude. I wish it, I wish it was where it used to be. I mean, the the late 90s early 2000s those guys were getting insane budgets making a lot of money i mean as a music video director i'd be pretty transparent like we don't make a lot of money doing them like, mm -hmm. it's you just don't you only a few artists have those big big budgets and they're usually pop stars or like the top one percent yeah, yeah i wasn't gonna tell anyone about that <laughs> yeah. so i mean yeah I, I'm, I'm happy it is like you know, it just kind of also forces people to be a lot more creative and the industry is so saturated right now. Like any kid can go buy a DSLR and shoot a music video for pretty much free. Yeah. And I mean, you look at like some like legendary videos like Yonkers or some of like the most simple, it was just all about the idea. Like they didn't have a huge budget, but mm -hmm. the video was so like executed so well and for so little. So now everyone's like, oh, how can I get a Yonkers or how can I, yeah. you know? And they can for less than a hundred dollars. All right, Michael. 
I have a theory, okay? What do you got? If I was going to buy stock in music videos, I'd buy stock in music videos. Right okay? now. Okay, here's why. Yes, the video used to be produced for MTV and traditional TV, and that's fine. People stop watching TV. Yeah, it's on YouTube. But there are about to be screens everywhere. And my biggest, I don't know, the bullish move right now is the screens inside cars, okay? People aren't going to be driving cars. Tesla just announced two days ago. Yep that they're releasing their self-driving taxis. What are people going to do in that? They're going to still want to listen to music, mm -hmm. but the whole windshield is going to be a screen, right? And so I think music music videos are going to be like the new radio. And I think it's about to come back. And I think that all the content that comes from one music video shoot, it's not just the music video, right? You have all your behind the scenes, you have all your promo content, and, and just like, depending on the concept, a bunch of art and different posts. So I think that the stock is going up. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I love what you're talking about the, the cars because I think I read an article I, about two weeks ago that said that cars were the final frontier for screens. That we have screens everywhere. You have screens on your phone, on computers, on billboards. Everything's visual. But the car is the last place where you command attention because people are in a spot, can't move for a set period well, of time. Think about the voice assistant too. You're like, hey, hey, okay, Google, play mm -hmm. this song by this artist. It's going to play it, but all, it's connected to all the screens in your house, and yeah. the music video is going to come up. I really think that the music video is about I to make a huge comeback. <laughs> I really do. I'm praying. And I'm it's not going to be okay to just have like a video made by a kid. This is a legacy. It's going to be on it. This, our whole walls are going to be screens. Just wait. Yeah. I mean, imagine being in a car, and your screens are on all the windows around you, and you're like virtual reality in a seat... I think I just blew his. I think yeah. I let's just, look at the director. Saw the, I just yeah. saw the light in Lucas's head where he was like, "How would I shoot this?" Shout out, I got a few ideas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's start. Let's let's talk about first of all, how does the music video get started? Who contacts who? Is it the artist? Is it the label? I don't know. It can happen in a few different ways. I mean, so I mean, we've probably had both different experiences. I mean, I've been I've been contacted by an artist most of the time though. I mean, I have a rep and the record label. It's my rep up and who, and she represents a bunch of different directors, but you know, sends them an idea. If there's an idea, if not just a budget, the song, any sort of brief, a shoot date, a shoot location, LA, New York, usually Atlanta. And then we're just essentially pitching. I mean, him and I both can say like the amount of treatments you write and the amount of pitches, like you get maybe 10%, at least for me, like, and that sounds low, but that's kind of how it is with, a lot of people and yeah, a treatment I think that's true for everyone for all directors yeah they're right so many treatments which treatments for anyone listening that's a, it's a storyboard it's, right? uh, it's, it's, more a, a script. it's a design it's a script yeah. it's like yeah. a pitch deck yeah 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 a Not script medical. with images yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then what happens is so from that point if you get awarded the video where i come in as a producer uh, the directors have a bunch of producers that they work with usually they have one or two that they work with a lot and then they hit up the producer and they're like, yo, this is the treatment. Here's the budget. Here's the shoot date. Break. You have to do a budget breakdown and just list out everything. And then you send that off to the label or if it's just the artist and you send it off to the artist and then you get that approved. Once that's approved and there's money in the bank, hopefully, um, then that's when like the real work starts. I mean, some of the work yeah. starts before the budget, depending on how quickly the shoot date's coming up. But for the most part, you want to wait until 
the money is actually like the first, you know, how do you, how do you base a treatment of like, do you, do you know somewhat of what the budget is or are you putting together like three different options for treatment of like, here's a $10,000 option. Here's a 30,000. I'm actually interested to hear this part because I get treatments and budgets a lot from directors where they write a treatment. That's a lot more money than the budget that they know they have available. Maybe 70% of the treatments I write are over the budget that I'm told, but we usually go to the label with, I mean, that being in mind, you know, and, and you'd rather the label cut you down a little bit than, you know, so it's like, it's like yeah, this budget's 50,000, but this idea looks like a 75. They might just be like, how can we get it down to 50? We cut out a few scenes or cut out, you know, whatever it is. Um, I mean, that that's one way. Yeah. What's They're the creative very- process like though? When, when you're writing treatments, what do you do? I mean, that's different for everyone. Do you go sit in the woods? I mean, I I've, I've written an idea in a lazy boy inside of Costco. I mean, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had a photo of that. I feel like, I mean, for me at least, inspiration's fleeting. And sometimes, like, it, you know, you are on the on the scene with, like, pressure. And you're like, I have 24 hours come up with an idea that hit me up last night. Um, at that point, I'm, if I have to force it and I'm like going outside, going on a hike with like some headphones on. But I mean, most of the time, if I have some time, I kind of just let it come naturally. Like, I mean, you said it's yeah. like, you know, a lazy boy at a Costco. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I heard this one guy talk about how he like got his ideas. Like he's like, oh, I get most of my ideas by like riding my bike around the neighborhood. And I was like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, but that's not the case for me. Like it could be on a bike around a neighborhood or it could just be like, sometimes it comes right away. Sometimes it doesn't come ever i mean just depends like yeah yeah i think you're kind of right it just kind of comes naturally and if it doesn't i don't usually try to force it if you force it you could be into kind of a bad situation and and i have done that before and like where you're just like you want to work with that person or that artist or you really like the song but like maybe you don't feel so strong about the idea you get yourself into a hole i mean Lucas, i'm not gonna lie been there you mentioned like you it's ones that you found out last night that you have to write. How much time do you usually have for this creative process to work? I'd say I'd say the most average time on my end is probably three days, three to four days. Yeah. I've gotten okay. some that they need it back the next day. I've had some that are about five days, but I'd say average. It's like I'll get one on a Monday and they'll say it's due Friday or and in that time, like will you that. get another one on Ideas Tuesday on that's due Saturday and another one on Wednesday that's due? I mean, with my odds, I'll get like three in one day and have to pick okay. one, which sucks. Um, my rep sends me a lot. I'd also have to turn down a lot because like I'll take one, start the process, and then another one will come in and I'll be like, damn, I'm already halfway in on this one. Do I really want to start over on another? It just depends. It's like depends on the song, depends on the artist. Do you listen to the lyrics? Are you yeah. visualizing? Yeah, hey, I read the lyrics and listen to the song before I do anything, before I even read the brief, actually, because the, the, sometimes an artist will include, include a brief and be like, oh, I want the music video to be black and white or something, but I don't want to know any of that until I've imagined something in my head myself, and then I'll read the brief, and maybe those ideas will combine. Sometimes they're yeah. Sometimes they're close. Sometimes they're completely off. Do some artists like to have major control Definitely. Uh, and some have zero <laughs> control. And I love the artists who have some control to a certain extent. Like the best artists, I mean, the best artists I've worked or the, my favorite artists that I've worked with have been very involved uh, to the point that they could, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a collaborate. I want it, I want it to be a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be, you know, like someone like Kanye and 
I've heard like the weekend and, and people like some of those bigger artists, like they have so much input. Tyler, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he directs all his own videos, but like they have, you know, they know what they want as an artist and that's like kind of nice. <clears throat> yeah. I think it also gets them passionate once it's done too. Cause that, that I mean, we're talking about the, the, the making of the music video. The second half is getting content out and you yeah. want whoever that artist is to be involved, to be passionate so yeah. that they want to be able to push that out. Yeah. I always press to like meet the artist before the shoot, especially like that's so nice. And sometimes you don't get to do that, but like, I just, I have a video coming out tomorrow with this kid, Max. And when I, I met with Max three or four times in person before we ever even, before we finished the treatment, like it was just like talking and, and like getting to know each other. And I think that's so important. And like a lot of the music musicians, like, kind of forget about that like this is film like this is storytelling you have to like know someone to do that you have to know them to do that you got to know your character like so it's it's nice when someone like like max he's just like so involved in and cares about it and like there's certain things he's like i want to do this at this part of the song and i'm like yes and i want to do this and then it's just becomes this team of yeah collaboration and yeah, that's w- one of the one of the good things that I've noticed with Drew, just like working on uh, some projects with him, is he connects with the artists on like a more personal level. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're on the day of the shoot, it makes them feel more comfortable, and you get like a lot more out of them. On top of just like being able to bounce ideas off of each other before and after. So mm-hmm. I, I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I demand it now. I won't. I will not shoot a music video without talking to the artist before and now. Yeah, I just did it with Lennon Stella. Like I told the record label. They were like, yeah, sorry, you're not going to be able to like, talk to her until the day of the shoot. And I was like, well, then I'm out. If I can't at least talk to her on the phone, then and I was already awarded the video. Everything's in place. And it's like they're telling me I can't have a talk to her on the phone. I'm like, no way. Like, there's no I don't want to do that. And you guys are the top two people on the day. You guys are the top two people on the day. I'm going to be with her all day. Like, I need I just need to talk to her. So she's not as uncomfortable. Like. Just like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. All right, here's the first shot. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's, it's like weird. the head being disconnected from the body. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. like why would you spend so much money on something like that? You know, like, from a production no standpoint, I know you guys again just did the Chainsmoker video. The timing, uh, what layout from, so we have the, you know, the treatment. Yeah. And then that's where the Elliot comes in, a producer looking at things. Vigo comes in, production. Talk to me about that process and how long that takes and what the roles are to be able to bring that treatment vision to life. Um, I mean, it kind of just depends. I've had music videos that get awarded like literally 24 hours before the shoot day. And then I've gotten lucky (laughs) enough to have like a week. I would say like on average, you probably have about a week or less to put the video together. And so for me, it's my job to take the director's dream and vision and actually make it happen with the money that I have available. And it's basically balls to the wall, producing, making phone calls, emails, text, reserving gear, everything for the next like 48 hours. It's, it's a, yeah, it's insane. A lot of people have asked me, they see like a music video, like, I don't get it. Like, how did you guys do that? It's like, it's like what Elliot does is he's kind of like the head of the organization. He hires his henchmen kind of, right? It's yeah, like you have your production. Heads. Yeah, department heads. Tell What are they? The department heads. I mean, so you have a department head, obviously, like in production, it would be the producer and like the director-ish. Um, and then in camera, it's the director of photography. And then he always, ha- he or she has like, you know, three or four people in their department. And then 
you have uh, Crippen Electric, and that would be the gaffer. The gaffer is the lighting director. Um, and then you have the art department, which the production designer is the head of the art department. Uh, and then vanities, it's just kind of like a mix of, there's not really a, a, a head in vanities. Yeah. It's hard um, for with music videos because there's not necessarily so many heads of departments. It's yeah. more just like you have major roles. But yeah, the, yeah, exactly. You know, in a film, there's heads of departments, there's yeah. units, there's so... It's a little different. With but it is nice because you have those department heads. And so I'm not having to talk to instead of talking to like, you know, 30 people, I only have to talk to maybe like four or five and then mm -hmm. they are in charge of their team. Yeah. Like I was telling someone yesterday, it's, it's like a mini company kind of sets up for one day only. You totally. know, you set everything up and then it just <laughs> goes away. It's yeah. it's really impressive. I think that skill will translate to a lot of different a creative industries and just any industry. Like, I don't know. It's 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 like producing a feature film in a day. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it condensed pre-production as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, in in film, like music videos are it's a short they, film. They can be like a, a nod from like a, a feature film director because it's like I mean, I meet tons of feature directors and commercial directors who are like props. Like that's crazy. You guys can you did that in one day, and like it prepares you for you know the big leagues in my in my opinion, which is features. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you. I show a lot of like people who aren't in film a music video and they're like, it makes no sense to them that we've done that in one day. <laughs> I'm like, yes, not even one day, like eight hours, 10 hours yeah. max. And we've also had 19 the, hour days, but when you get those like yeah. two day shoots. If you get lucky enough to get a two day shoot or unlucky enough, it's like, yeah, it's not that you get two days at that same location. It's probably because there's like eight locations and that's why they have to do it in like two days. And yeah. We had an unlucky two day shoot once. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what right. was it? the uh I don't, I don't know if we should probably say the name of it yeah but um was it the overnight one yeah the yeah. two night one but yeah. like we were on a camera car at like what we started at 7 p.m got done at 7 a.m freezing our asses off like riding around a camera car and then the artist wasn't happy so we had to like come back a second day and do it again and it was just oh it wasn't a plan today no 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 no, no. <laughs> those are those are brutal. I've had a lot of those, or a few of those. I had one with Little Yachty, where the artist, the second artist, Tribute Red, didn't show up. So record label called, and they're like, "All right, we'll book a second day," which is awesome for us because the budget doubles. Everyone yeah. gets paid double. Yeah, that's a tough thing when the, the artists just don't show up, or they're really late, and then you have to deal with OT yeah. and like you have to deal AKA with the label, the rapper. overage, yeah, any, any rapper basically. Or they're <laughs> in Europe something or something. something. I will say Gucci Mane, T Pain, good guys. They showed up on time. Actually, they're early. Yeah, Gucci Mane didn't show up for my shoot. He so. didn't. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I hey, he's busy. I wasn't producing. He's writing why. books. He's you know. <laughs> Oh man, the we're talking about the the amount of content, and Ben pointed on it. Of you know, you you're not just shooting just the music anymore. You're using stuff for you know various platforms, and I think that is maybe why the money is coming back a little bit. Because whereas before in the '80s you made a music video and it was a three or four minute music video or longer, and that was it. You had one video. Now I know you're creating content that's going to be used in the 15 second and the 30 second and the minute and various things and vertical video yeah, they yeah and vertical video that's no right? talk about yeah. like lucas talk about how that is done on a shoot day are you planning for that or are you just oh, pulling yeah. um i mean for me i came from behind the scenes you know that was actually one of the first music videos i was on set was with drew kirsch um and i mean i was able to learn so much from that and kind of you know adjust and move forward and you know start directing but 
I've kind of pinpointed the people I know who are really passionate about production, who are more in the running gun space. And I get as many people on set as I can um, within reason um, to just create more content. So like, you know, obviously everyone who's like, you know, we have like the A team of, you know, the camera division. And then we have like a B team of probably like three or four shooters with DSLRs just on set, cranking out the vertical video, behind the scenes photos, behind the scenes video, like as much as, much as we can get that we can deliver to the label. Um, because that, I mean, that promotion is only going to help our video. And most of these kids are willing to come on for a reasonable rate because they're really interested in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I'm on set with Lucas, I always know there's about 10 BTS <laughs> guys gonna that are going to be on that call sheet. And they're all his <laughs> Instagram friends. Lucas has so yeah, many Instagram <laughs> friends. He's a legend in the BTS world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I learned, I just know the value that like, you know, that I learned. So it's easy for me to co- go to someone and pitch them on coming on set for like, you know, discounted rates. We don't really have the budget most of the time for bts but it's like the education you get on set is invaluable because you can't you can't pay to go on sets you know and you know in college you don't go on like i mean maybe i'm wrong i've never went to film school but as as far as i know you don't like get a chance to go and just experience what it's like on a real set sneak on yeah (laughs) yeah uh yeah sneak on yeah um but i mean i also think it's great having all these um you know different mediums but i mean also youtube's just taking off like if you look at the the record videos like the most views in a day is being broken like once every few months now you know i think it was i think it was a a k-pop band who just broke it last month yes like it's wild you know and i mean that's just i don't know if that's like the older demographics coming through or the younger demographics just consuming more content which is kind of terrifying um but i mean that's it's like there's evidence now that like people are really you know participating and watching where you know, six years ago, maybe when MTV wasn't really pushing videos and YouTube was there, but they're getting a couple million views. Mm-hmm. Now it's hundreds of millions. Um, yeah, I think it was a K-pop band, something pink, right? Is yeah. It that, there was a girl band, I think. Yeah, they're just like Coachella too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Is that so, money there? I mean, is that bringing money back in it, The being able to have all those views? So you, on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Slowly. Drew, I want I want you to take me like through a day of on set, and then I want to hear it from Elliot's side too. So like, I don't know, were you guys on a shoot together? Right, maybe? Yeah, yeah we've been on a shoot together. together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a day for me. It's chill. I mean, I'm pretty like just <laughs> chill. Just you. you just sit in that chair, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, you get uh, coffee. Honest, you you like, over there just. I'm I'm pretty like laid back. I think in, like regular for like sure. personal life, but I mean, when it comes to directing, I definitely like probably look like I'm running around like like a stressed fucking case or something like that sorry for the the, the language but uh i mean on we set it, it's a completely different day for me it's like it's a game day i mean like wake up and and i'm like from then until i go to bed like i'm like just on this con- like on a treadmill i'm just like going 100 miles per hour i have a shot list and i'm very like okay we have to do all of this in one day let's get it done. And like, I essentially become like, I have an AD, but I kind of turn into an AD myself a little bit where I'm like, I, I'm not a dick, but like, I'm just like, I'm super passionate about it. So like, mm-hmm. I'm running around to different departments and I'm like, yo, like, let's go. We have to get this done. Like everyone wants to make things perfect, which I, which I love, but like, sometimes you got to like put a fire under people's ass just and just like, yo, video. let's go. Like, and so the day for me is a lot of just like time management and really telling myself like, okay, focus on the creative. 
don't worry so much about the logistics. Someone like Elliot can figure out the logistics. Like I'm in my head all day. That's yeah. what it's like for me. But a lot of people watching this have never been on a music video set, right? Like, okay. Literally yeah. what's going on. I mean, you get there and there's food. You eat, <laughs> you get a coffee and you meet with your head, heads of your department. I'll meet with probably Elliot first, right? Or producer first. Then I'll go to my DP, then the head of art. I'll go check on styling, makeup, making sure that's going on. I've, I've talked to the artist too. Um, kind of just like managing all my relationships with everyone at the beginning of the day and like coming up with a game plan and then bringing everyone together to make sure everyone's on the same page for the whole day. Then we get going and we'll talk about, or we'll go to the first shot and we'll get that done. We'll, you know, we'll do the whole day of shooting. What do you do? You're not calling action, right? You have an AD. Like, so what are you looking for um, at that first depends. shot? Or just at, in general on the monitor, you know? I mean, looking for the performance or yeah, focusing on the story and thinking back to my shot list and thinking back to the ideas I had in my head and making sure that that story is being told on the screen. I mean, that's the easiest way to, to put it, I think. And, How often yeah. do you call an audible? Every single shoot. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I mean, that's what I learned like from my mentors, like early on was like, you have to learn. And I have an amazing executive producer who's also taught me a lot of this too. Like you have to learn how to call these audibles and like when you call them and like how you, you just, you, it's all, like you have to deliver a video to the record label. Like in that you have to sacrifice things to do that. The first thing I ever learned in film was filmmaking is essentially just problem solving. And that has been so true for me. Like I'm, I'm con it's constantly solving. There's going to be a problem every single shoot. I've never had a shoot where there wasn't a problem and you got to figure it out, whether it's sacrificing one shot for another important shot or, you know, like we'll do some, some takes where it's like, all right, we only need this section for 15 seconds of the song, but I never rely on that. I'll have the artist perform the entire track, you know, um, like safety, safety things and, yeah, does that answer it? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever gotten on a... On a... 20 minutes, you know, like... What? 30. All right. Have you ever uh, gotten on a set and kind of been torn and just shot two different versions? Two different... What do you mean? Two different versions? Of the two different... Video? Yeah. Somewhat different treatments almost. Like you're switching yeah, up. Totally. I and mean, you decided most of the time, post? no. Like I, it's like most of the time... I mean, yeah. Even with my most... my most recent video with Len and Stella, like we, we put captions in the video at the bottom because like once I got to post, I was like, I, I loved the video, but I, it wasn't doing it for me. Like I was, I was just like, it's missing something. I didn't know what I sat with like a few of my buddies and I was showing them it. And I'm like, I love text and videos. I've done it a lot. And I was like, maybe that would work, but what would it be? Bounce some ideas around with my friends. And it became like, what if it was like the voice inside her head? And so we just wrote like all these captions and that like put the icing on the cake. And I was like, okay, thank God. Like, so that was never in the treatment and, um, and it worked out and, and yeah, Which people liked it. Len and Stella, bitch. bitch. And like, if you look bitch. at a lot of the comments, people were like, oh, I love the captions. And I'm like, wow, that was very was like last, a last minute. minute thing. Yeah. Very last minute. And, but yeah, I'd say most of my videos do look like the treatment. Um, there's always a few things that might mm -hmm. be added to the treatment or something like that. But I mean, I've definitely walked into a shoot and been like, we're fucked. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. I hate that feeling. I was on yeah. a shoot last month where the producer was driving the set motorcycle that we're supposed to shoot on 
two set and got hit on the highway, broke his foot and what? his and his wrist. Yeah, Sheehy. Oh yeah. Who? Uh, uh, Ryan Sheehy. I don't know who that is, but that, uh, that is crazy. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, that was uh that. There's a lot of audibles called that day. Uh, <laughs> wasn't an easy day. That's <laughs> my <laughs> worst fear, by the way. How did you? <laughs> yeah. say, wait, 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 take me through this. So you got the call that it happened. Uh, well, he How wasn't, he wasn't answering his phone and I was like pissed at him. And then <laughs> he calls me and he's like, Hey man, uh, so I'm in the hospital. Um, the bike, I don't know where it is, but, uh, I, he's like still trying, he's like texting people. He had someone like, you know, we had a line producer coming out of nowhere. Fortunately it was his brother who lives with him. So we already had an idea of what was going on kind of, but we're basically telling the producer what the day is going to look like as he shows up on set. I mean, obviously that cuts our time down, but then, you know, you deal with budget constraints of like finding another bike, who's going to deliver it, who are you getting it from? Like, as you should be shooting. So, I mean, there's just a lot of factors there that we were kind of figuring out on the fly. I mean, luckily it, it did all work out. I mean, we ended up having to cut uh, the majority of the scene with the bike though, because we didn't have enough time to shoot it, um, which was unfortunate, but I mean, it's just, you know, he's the AD. No, the producer. Oh, the producer. And he was bringing the bike. So like, yeah, <laughs> someone like that too. Like, they're probably he's probably just frantic, freaking out because like you're playing with a lot of people. This is a lot of money. This is coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah he's the executive producer and like, the producer. Well, he can't sue himself <laughs> at least. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just like your relationship with the label and like they understand. Like he got hit. By yeah, fucking, like, totally. Come on, like. And like, like the but it also is yeah. like okay, well there goes however big the budget was and yeah. it, it's a lot. And so I'm sure he was like this sucks like thank god i'm alive but, but that's where sucks. i come in by the way because we have insurance <laughs> <laughs> correct by the way it would all be covered that is all fully covered so it just i think it's kind of interesting like the insurance will actually pay for an entire new shoot day after your yeah, deductible okay. really because things wow. like that happen like you said a lot wow yeah at that point, though, you just want to shoot it. You're like, fuck, I'm yeah. done. You've hyped it up so much in your mind, I think, that you're like, no, 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 we're, we're still doing it. Yeah, we're yeah. still like, got this, yeah. We'll the find artist schedules are so tight, too. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, from a producer standpoint. Producer standpoint. Well, I mean, honestly, it's funny because when we send – I would say it's actually the day before is – the day before any shoots probably the most stressful for me, and it's – just getting that call sheet out and all the info and making sure everyone knows where they need to be and when they need to be there and locations and yada, yada. But once that call sheet goes out, especially if we have like a lot of cast members, there's a lot of phone calls that have to happen. You have to call the cast members, make sure they know where they need to be. Usually the crew is pretty fine, but like honestly the next couple hours, there's like a couple emails and dealing with some logistics still. And then like, I don't really sleep the night before a shoot. Like, I try to, it's really hard to like shut my brain off because I'm still, pro I'm like problem solving things that I think are going to happen the next day, Same. especially Same. if it's like on location and there's a lot of like driving, like shuttling crew around or stuff like that. That's just like, there's a lot of unknowns and you're just like, okay, well if this happens, I'm going to do this. And then like, eventually I'm like, all right, Elliot, there's nothing else you can do tonight. Like just go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then I lay there for like another hour <laughs> and then I finally yeah. fall asleep <laughs> and then I wake up in a panic and, um, Basically, as soon as you wake up, uh, phone calls, texts, everything's already happening. Um, even if you give everyone all the information in the call sheet and in the body of the email, yeah. you still get those like texts or calls of like, hey, what time am I supposed to be there? Where, do I or, park? Like, where are we going? Where do I <laughs> that park? That was point one and two. And you just kind of have to like, just at that point, you just give them all the information again. But so that happens. And then as soon as I show up, like if I'm working with Drew or, or any director, um, 
we essentially have a quick like just meeting between the two of us and just be like, you know, everything's this is what we got to do today, yada, yada. And then I go meet with like the first AD and the first AD is in charge of the entire schedule of the day and, and keeping you on schedule. Um, and they really are like one of the main important people to like any shoot. Like if you don't have a first AD, I've seen things go really rough. Yeah. Um, I meet with them and then it's kind of just like meeting with my coordinator or production manager, whoever, or like key PA and making sure that everything starts getting set up. Everyone's feeling comfortable. Make sure the artist is fine. Um, at that point, I'm really just like a glorified babysitter, just making mm -hmm. sure everyone is like getting fed and water and like everyone's feeling comfortable. Um, and then I really don't start panicking until we get <laughs> I really don't start panicking until we're on that first shot for like four hours and it was supposed to be like a two hour setup and then I go talk to the AD and the AD's like no we'll make it it's always the same thing no 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 I, I built this into our schedule I knew we could make it up like three setups from now and honestly we always do make it up have but you ever been on time like like perfectly on time perfectly on time and wrapped on time um, I think we wrapped on time for chain smokers. We were not on time really oh. during the day. Though. <laughs> yeah. We we did wrap on time. I've never we, we wrapped on not time. one shoot, not one music video shoot. Have I ever been perfectly on time? Yeah, and I don't. We, I mean, yeah. I don't know a lot of people who have. Like, it's tough. It's definitely it, we tough. Did. Like yeah. we, we might wrap on time, but like, and we make that happen. But I mean, it's all like the schedule. No, like, following okay, it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, no, no, no. Ten to I've twelve, we're gonna get this shot. Never been on no. time through yeah. the day, hitting all, checking off all the boxes yeah. through the day. No, so because so you're just making that up anyways when you make a schedule. You're like, yeah, ah, good, I don't really good know, ads hour. know like the time for setups and everything like that. But it's still, it's a guess. So if you're planning for an eight-hour shoot, are you planning to huh. shoot for six hours and then hey, you have two hours of buffer? Or so music videos, there's no such thing. Yeah. So music videos are twelve hours. Okay, twelve like, hours. Twelve hour day. If you are you planning to that nine of that is going to be shooting in threes buffer? You hope that it's like probably yeah around nine and a half. Yeah, I'd say nine and a half. You have a thirty minute lunch and two an hour to or to set up and an hour to break down. Yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. it depends on that's like an what average. It is, yeah. But. Okay. So um, and then I mean, uh, other than that, the, the the other part of my day is complete problem solving. Like what Drew was saying, it's like. There's always something that's going to go wrong. I think I've had like one, maybe two shoots where I didn't have to like send a runner to go get anything. And that's very rare. There's always a fucking hazer missing on your order, especially if it's a music video. There's always some small part that they don't yeah. have on your order. That's what I hate. Um, and it's the worst when you're shooting on the weekends because there's basically nothing you can do at that point. But Oh, that's a tip. Yeah, well, tip, big, this is the tip highlight. Of the day. Tip of the tip of the podcast right here. Do not shoot on a specifically. Don't shoot on a Saturday or a Sunday. Do not shoot on a Monday or a Monday or exactly. a Monday. Honestly, Friday. Really, it's <laughs> Friday through Monday. Yes. Don't shoot. If you can get a shoot on a Wednesday, you have like find the you found the right day because on a Wednesday you can pick up all the gear on Tuesday. You can have only the truck for that. The basically two days is if you can spread it thin. Because you pick it up at noon, pick up all your gear, shoot Wednesday, and then drop it all off Thursday. Now, if you do it on like a Saturday or a Sunday, you do get one day rental for those two days. So if it's a two-day shoot, it works out, but that rarely happens. Mm -hmm. But you have to pay for that truck to be parked somewhere all weekend. You have to like deal with, you know, it's just, it's not fun because you can't, on a Sunday, nothing's open, especially in the yeah. film industry. I mean, Saturdays, you always you need stuff to. too. Yeah, you always, always. need something. Oh, we're out of gaff tape. How the fuck are we out of gaff tape? There's a whole yeah. e department. Oh, they ran oh. out. Our department ran out. It's just like, there's always these little things. But that's the other part of it. It's just like problem solving the whole day. And um, 
just being able to delegate tasks as as quickly as you can and knowing the right people to send to do certain things and just having a solid team if you have a really solid team it makes my job a lot easier how big is that team you guys are talking about a village um i've been on like as small like i'd say music videos i've been as small as like five maybe five to ten total and then biggest music video sets probably been like 50 to 60 i just did a commercial and then all the other people are just hanging around yeah i just did a commercial that was like 80 people and that was like uh, it was a lot it's a lot of people to deal with yeah i'd say my average set for me is like 30 to 50 yeah 30 to 50 is good it's manageable yeah could be 10 depends on the budget yeah how much money you got depends what you're doing honestly they all need to do paperwork the 10 the 10 ones for me yeah everyone has to do paperwork a lot of paperwork the the coordinator always deals with you think it's fun paperwork but the other thing is like with the 10 man like crew honestly those are some of the more those those are are almost better those are chill i love them yeah (laughs) and it's always like you're in a van you're driving around getting these cool locations but like everyone usually knows everyone and it's just like a good vibe and um yeah did we do the valentino con video were you on that i don't think so no no so they all run together were we on a small one together we were on we were on r5 okay and yeah. then Lewis the Child. Okay. Those are and both big. that other one. And over the other one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one we're not talking <laughs> about. <laughs> There's no wrong. Those, those were all the Lewis big. the Child those ones were fun, though. The Lewis, Lewis the Child, Child was, a, pretty big, was a solid shoot. Yeah. Uh, that house really is sick. That. Yeah. Yeah. There Someone hit me up yesterday about that. Really? Like, Where's that house? I was like, I'm not going to tell you where that house I is. I passed by it. That's my house, actually. drove by it. drive by it all the time coming here. What's a highlight? I mean, tell us about, obviously, the ones that you've shot. Is there one? Let's go through the panel and do Panel, all right, yeah. Like? yeah. In terms of the videos, in terms of videos, yeah. Like my what, favorite video or something. Yeah, what favorite top one three. you enjoy working on? Yeah, top three. One's top yeah. three. Damn, that's tough. I mean, I know my number one. It's called "All the Kids Are Depressed" by Jeremy Zucker. That one has like I've seen the most response from that. Just like weird things. Like I'll be on set and like a kid will come up to me and be like, "Hey, I'm I. You changed my life with that video." And I'm like, "What? Like, I got flown out to Germany to go get an award for that video. Like things like that. I'm just like." This is crazy. Did you know going in that it would be that big? No, had no idea. Okay. Um, and the artist Jeremy Zucker is—he is incredible, and he like he had the idea and kind of came to me to execute it, and then we just collaborated to make hmm. what we did, and like it was so such a special shoot, three day shoot, four man crew, and we went to Colorado to shoot it, and like it's about depression, and hmm. it was just it was super special i'd say that's my favorite i don't i don't have a top three i don't think like my my top the other top two are my next two that i'm gonna shoot yeah there you go great answer (laughs) i mean i i'm biased i mean like i i've been in the game a little bit um a little bit shorter than kirsch the boy uh but (laughs) yeah i mean i'd say it kills you slowly i mean it was the first time that like I had like a full team and it wasn't the biggest budget I've worked with, but it was the most energy I've worked with where everyone on the team was very excited to be there. Um, the artist was very excited. And I mean, we just like went all out from the pre-production to post-production. Everyone was just like very ingrained in the project and like that just made me excited. So, mm-hmm. so was, yeah. So yeah. Some of your first videos like have, I think the most are like super special cause yeah, like I, my Bryce Vine and Black Bear, like those two videos, they just sent me into the next like level, which like the same thing with you is probably happening right now where hopefully they have that special spot. It doesn't mean they're my favorite, but it's just, yeah, they're like your first like kind of big deal, big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Elliot. What about you, um, Elliot? All of mine. <laughs> uh, no that's a loaded question. Put me next to two directors, huh? That I both worked with. Um, you can just say which one did have, which one had the least problems. Which one had the least problems? <laughs> I, don't know. I can't even remember all my no, videos. What's your favorite video? All right, my fa- all right, favorite video. Spot. My favorite video. Honestly, one of the ones that's popping into my head right now is uh, it was by Goldlink. It's called Palm Trees, and it was that was a two day shoot, and it's just like. It's one of those songs that's like a mashup, and so it's like got a bunch of different vibes throughout it. So I think it's I like, wrote on that one. Huh? I think I might have wrote on that one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, a lot of I competition was, in this world. Who, who directed that? This guy, Jerome D. Jerome D. JDDC. This guy. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a legend. He used to do uh, all of Kendrick's videos. Legend. Um, that was actually the first video. Maybe it has a soft spot in my, my heart because that was the first video that we worked on together, and I'll be honest, I was very unresponsive and late to the very first meeting that we ever had and he almost fired me on the spot day <laughs> one and then i ended up killing it on the shoot and we've basically done every video together since then and that was about four three or four years ago <laughs> um Aww. yeah i like i like that one a lot i i love kills you slowly i mean that one has like that one was like our baby i feel like um we put in so much time and effort into that one and, and I, I didn't think it was going to work either. Yeah. I was like, I don't even want to sign this contract. <laughs> so funny thing, uh, we shot it on a Wednesday. And I think Friday, the, the weekend before, or the Friday before, they sent us the contract. And I'm pacing around the office just like fired up about it. Because that's the biggest artist I've ever worked with. And Ben's like, I don't know if I want to sign this contract. And I was like, no, I'm making this fucking video happen. Because yeah, like, Lucas, so like, I want to like, freeze people. I want to just know. I'm like, how are we going to do that? Like, ben, don't worry about that. Like, <laughs> you don't have to worry. Just sign the contract. It'll be fine. And then he's just like, well, you stay on budget. And I was like, I'll stay on budget. And you know what? We were $67 under budget. Hey. <laughs> Bought some Starbucks, right? That's incredible. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Both those videos. Even with the GoPro? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't count that GoPro. That, I wasn't a part of that. That was Taylor's yeah. purchase. Taylor was on that. I've lost so many GoPros <laughs> and broken. Yeah, yeah. We need, we need Taylor here. Yeah, Taylor's great. He's, what is he in Utah? Writing Montana or something. Yeah, Montana. Maybe Utah. No. That's how Drew and I met. Was through a different producer friend of mine, Taylor, and then uh, he was he produced the R five and Lewis the Child ones. Yeah, yeah. And he directed the John Legend video. Oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The video brought was him sick. on last minute. He's like Taylor's a good logistic logistic <laughs> director and creative director, but like kind of the missing piece for me because sometimes the logistics i just go out the roof with and like oh we have to you have to have insurance like what yeah, yeah it's i don't have it's funny i don't have very many producer friends i don't know why but um taylor's one of like my top producer friends like i'll call on him if i like no i really need some help because he's just a solid like producer yeah, definitely yeah ben top i mean i don't do many music videos it's kind of i actually like i started I don't know, eight years ago in the idle days, like on the weekends doing some music videos. I don't know. I really like the DDG video. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why. Oh, I know why. Well, I can't say why. <laughs> you can say why from like a, because we put that thing together in a day. Yeah. That was uh, one of the 24 Elliot, hour for, videos. Okay. DDG is my favorite because I got to meet Elliot. I knew <laughs> Elliot and, but we had never worked together. And he's like, yeah, I'm in San Francisco. Uh, can you sign this contract? You're on the line for a whole music video. I'm like, dude, I've never worked. Like, what is this? What are the details? He's like, just trust me. I was like, I call Lucas. Can I trust him? He's like, yeah. And then it happened. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was awesome. Um, and I actually cut that video. Really? I hadn't edited it in a long time. 
I didn't cut the whole thing. Jerome cut a lot of it, but I definitely had some part in the edit. You I also, cut uh, 0.5 seconds of it. Yeah. You also um, produced that with me. <laughs> I mean, without Ben, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like we were, I think we got into the office at like 7 or 8 a.m. And we didn't leave until like 11 and just got everything. Yeah, that was the one day shoot, one day prior. We had asked them if they wanted mohos, the the label. Like, do you guys want mohos? And they kind of deflected, didn't really say anything. And then around like four mohos, uh, motorhomes for the oh, artists, artist okay. trailers, yeah. 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 Okay. And then around like four moho, we wanted mohos. Um, <laughs> around like four or five p.m., uh, the label calls us and is like, "Yeah, we need uh, <laughs> we need a trailer for all of the artists." And it's like, there's like four artists in that. It was really weird because. I don't know why, but every single trailer had been rented in L.A. Every place. Like, and it was like around Christmas time. Yeah, it was say. weird. You know, it's a golden age of TV right now. And it was a day before. And you wouldn't think that's the most important part of the video. But without the trailer, the artist isn't happy. The artist isn't yeah. happy. There's no video and yada, yada. We had to go like, I don't know, two hours away to get a All, yeah. makeup trailer or something. Wow. Content-wise, how has the vision changed or the vi the format of the videos changed in the last 20 years because i feel like now it's it's a lot faster cuts it's very much heavily produced lights you know flames different things is that increasing now and will we get to a point where it maybe goes back to not being as highly produced I don't think it's I don't I don't hmm. think it is highly hmm. I, it's it's all over the place I mean but yeah. I think there's less of that I mean unless it's it depends like pop videos yeah they love fire and smoke and all the the lights and the theatrics yeah it's all pretty uh, flashy but um, I mean I, I don't think it's hmm. yeah I mean sure there's a lot of things that are so much like cut quickly because no one can. Can, no one can, no one can maintain, watch something yeah. more than three seconds but i mean yeah i don't think you guys disagree agree hey, it's just too hard of categories you know it's like mm. it's a genre of production like it's yeah like where's mm -hmm. film at right now where's music at right now it's just too broad i have a question though for the panel what's your favorite music video of all time that you haven't worked on damn i got a few but go ahead Oh, I can't remember the name of it right now, which is sad, but it's the one where they're like crashing through the rooms. Uh, I want to say it's maybe like a T-Pain. Um, no, you know. Turn down for what? Turn, turn down, down for oh, what? Yeah, video. turn down for what? Uh, was that probably was Daniels. They they just did a feature, Swiss Army Man. Oh, they did? Yeah. They, yeah, they're great. Duo. Yeah. Um, that is a legendary video. That video is really good. I remember watching that and I was just like, I want to make something like this, but <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I'd say off the top of my head right now, it's um, Jai Wolf, Lose My Mind, Andrew Donahue. Damn. I <laughs> fucking love that video. Sick. The one with the heads? Oh, no. 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 We the other she's night. stuck in space or something. Uh, yeah, it's a girl. She's stuck in space. really well done. Yeah. yeah. Just go watch it. He's a great, great director. That's, the, that's your one? I think so. Yeah, that's I mean. One. Uh, yeah, I don't have. Just on I don't have. Really have, yeah, I don't have just, I just, my six. favorite videos are um, Jamie XX Gosh by Roman Gavrius, or whatever you say his last name. That one's pretty insane. And then uh, I can never say the, the name Gaffelstein or Gustavstein oh, yeah. or whatever. Pursuit. Where it flies through the car. Nuts. Yes, where it flies through the car. Yeah. And it's just, it's always pulling back and it's always hidden meanings. That, that's 
a solid video. Sick. I think you showed me that. That's I, it's I my top five video, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So sick. All that's coming to my head is Freak on a Leash by Corn. <laughs> yeah, bullet. That's good though. It's a classic. I also love. I was just watching it last night. Um, the Prodigy smack my bitch. Up. Oh, that's a great one. POV yeah. yeah. music video, like super crazy. Love that one. So, what's the notes process? You no, make nobody video. said Taylor Swift. Wait, look wait, what wait, you wait, wait. Oh, I got. Yeah. I got. Really? <laughs> look oh, what yeah. you made me do, Taylor Swift. And we're not including <laughs> oh, that in the. <laughs> what's what's the What's the Blink One Eighty Two one where they're uh, at the water park? And it's like 70s. Uh, you don't know it? Come on, you know it. I know you're talking about it. I don't know the name of the song. I don't know what the name of the song is. Nobody that's included. another. That video is really good, too. Nobody included Wrecking Ball, either. I mean, come on. Are we not Miley fans in this? Oh, first, first date. Blink-182, <laughs> first Wood, date. They got some great stuff. Oh, Yeah, I, I like those sort of things. Those guys are crazy. You know who's crushing the, the music video game right now? I, I'm not familiar with who her directors are, but... Um, um, God, uh, Latino artist. Teen artist. Teen artist. Leno, Latino. Um, oh, Latino. 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 I'm blanking our name. Can you sing us a Camille? couple bars? Yeah, sing, yeah sing. no, I can't. Uh, just this is gonna bother Camille. the hell out of me. I can't believe I'm forgetting. No, she she was also at Coachella. Um, what are some descriptors? I'll look it up. Uh, she has a song called Baghdad. She has a song called. All right, so cut all this section out, please. Baghdad. Yeah, Baghdad. Um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, God, we're doing so well. We didn't need any cuts. Rosalia? Rosalia? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosalia. 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 I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. She's like, she's huge. crushing she it. Is yeah. I mean, yeah. I think she could be like one of the next big things in the pop yeah. world, especially in the Latino space. But she has a couple of music videos, like mm-hmm. two of them in particular, that like just have so much vibe and energy and a lot of that's from her i mean i think drew knows i've never seen one of her music videos but i just have this weird assumption like it's like mia's old videos or something yeah she's hard in her own way yeah. but like MIA she's tough like, she's she got a vibe she's got it she only speaks spanish too right there she doesn't have yeah. any songs that are english uh no i don't think so yeah oh. uh, um i, I want to do like a magic secrets revealed part so the like the one that comes to mind is how did you make it snow inside how did i make it snow um there's these so at special effects unlimited you can rent snow machines can't remember how much they are per day but we could only afford one <laughs> i remember that well, we also uh, had three other types work, of snow. We, I, we actually didn't need more than one but so it takes a, it takes fluid it's like what you see at disneyland during the winter or at the grove during the winter during the holiday season it's foam um and you just you fill it up into this tank there's long tubing went up at the top of the behind the um the scene that the all the flats that we had built and it just like oscillates i think i'm mm-hmm. not sure if he was doing it no we had, a, we, had a, we had a dude up there he, he was he <laughs> we didn't was have it. an oscillating budget no, I'm, pretty <laughs> sure it, I'm pretty sure he had it on a thing and it was oscillating he just had to make sure it didn't get clogged maybe you're right uh, but i don't know we were very busy there's also day, three other kinds of snow on that set yeah we had snow on the floor and then we had snow that was on the piano but I mean, how'd they do that too? I saw them spray and makeup snow. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, what was that? Yeah, spray foam oh. insulation that was painted for the piano and the what ground on that the floor. I think it was plastic based. And then the makeup, I have no idea, but it was like snow for like their beards and whatnot. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was the snow that he put on the piano? Was, uh, spray foam insulation, spray just foam. painted white. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
It looked, I mean, it looked great. Yeah. How was the there's table? Obviously, the wind. The uh, I think there was it was actually released where you saw the the wind machine and then there were, someone was throwing in leaves. Yeah. So there's one huge, secret. Per, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there's this. It's actually called a big ass fan. There's a company called Big Ass Fans, <laughs> and it's like about yay big, that tall, and you just crank it all the way up. It actually takes. We found out it takes about 10 seconds to go fully powered because it was all a timing thing on that shot. So we'd crank it, it'd be going, and then we just had a we had bags full of leaves that we were just throwing. And I'd have never seen leaves like that in a dining room before, but you know, it's a music video with stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. no, the table shaking window. Too. All right, yeah, and then there's a girl, there's a one of our uh, our art directors was underneath the the table, literally like moving it up and down. Like it's true. Also, the performer didn't know, so at one point he was just like, "How are you guys shaking the table?" And he looks underneath it, and it's just this girl under <laughs> there. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, "Oh hey!" He's like, "I've been kicking her the whole time." Like he just thought it was the table. Who is the girl? Who's the art director? Who is it? Uh, Chloe Badner. You know Chloe Badner? Crushed it. Yeah. And the the lightning. There was oh, the a guy like gag, up gag, there doing something. Like, yeah, the with the yeah. Uh, well, we did sky did, panel. Yeah, the sky panel that was blinking with like lightning was in post through the window, but yeah. with stuff like Wait, that, I, I want to hear Drew too. Well, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. too. Like with he stuff has like a, that, he has a bunch of guys in that Quinn in that Quinn video. Tough. You guys did like a bunch of Can't really cool. Secrets, <laughs> what what like a gag? I'm trying to think of one. What are you talking about? Like you have. Basically, I, I don't know how you did it because I wasn't on set, but it looks like you have people push carrying ups. him in and then like, yeah, yeah. you're doing push-ups, maybe someone's pulling that it up. That one was that idea. That was an audible right there. That's yeah. a great audible because we hired this bodybuilder to basically lay on the ground and do push, push-ups push with Mike Quinn. And we <laughs> got there and we we're like, all right, let's do a test put him down and the guy just like he couldn't do it and we were like okay we really need this shot it was one of my favorite shots it's like how are we gonna do it so then i was like what if we just put him on a board so we tried that and the guy could go like halfway up but still couldn't do it and we were like damn like we don't have time to like cast anyone stronger so like how are we gonna do this so we just had him lay under there and act like he was doing it and then we had two people on the side holding the board off camera just like slowly raising him up and like it was a sacrifice and i wish we could have done it the other way but i think it turned we painted, out well. it we great. painted the board pink and it mat like to go with the green grass and like it looked i wasn't mad at it i always love the contrast in your music videos there's always like cool colors you have those like i don't I don't even know what I'm switching to all black and white. All black and white, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what colors. is? Has there been a, a situation where there's pressure where like you only get one shot or you get explosions? Yeah. Two take, yeah. T- tell us about something like that and what goes into that, knowing that you only have one time explosions getting everyone aligned, like destroying something that you only have one of. Yeah, like I'd, a piano or a car or. Yeah, he's done. He's been on set for more of that that yeah. kind of stuff. I think than I have like. So. You blew up a Range Rover, I thought, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah tell us about oh that. yeah, there tell was us, that, tell that us one. About I was that just doing like. behind the scenes on that video, but um, yeah, I mean, well, I, you don't a lot happened. of rehearsals, you know, yeah, um, rehearsals back to back, leading up to it, making sure that no one's gonna fuck up. I'd say that like for a shot like where you're blowing up a Range Rover, where you probably have like I don't know about ten thousand dollars just going to that single four second shot, um, you want to get the most out of it. So like, not only were we rehearsing. Uh, the actual sequence of the explosion with like Drew and Alex in the frame, but then we're rehearsing what we're going to shoot right after that while it's still on fire because you have a limited amount of time that they let you shoot it. So we had another set 
um, uh, on the ground of just like flames that were going to come up out of some piping where they could get some like shots through the fire of Drew and Alex with the Range Rover in the frame. So it's like you had to get all these within like two minutes after the explosion. So it's like we, that was rehearsed probably for an hour for that, you know. And Uncle three Ben minutes, here. Three minutes. Yeah, shot. Uncle a Ben. A lot of safety. Most important part of these scenes: no one gets hurt. That's mm -hmm. the main job: to make sure no one gets hurt, uh, nothing gets damaged. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that this is all controlled by the government, essentially Film LA. You have to get a permit to blow things up, and, and by getting a permit, they check who your stunt coordinators are. It has to have someone who knows what they're doing. You can't just go and blow shit up. You know, you have to do it the right way. There has to be a fire marshal on set. It was kind of expensive, by the way. <laughs> and uh, don't think you can just go out and blow things up. There's a lot of highly choreographed actions that go into it. What about flamethrowers? I've done a lot of that without those permits. Yeah, it depends on where you're at, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I got started. I mean, I had an artist once catch on fire. Mm. What? Adonis, yeah. We were shooting in a warehouse. We didn't have a permit. We didn't have anything. I was just very young and just wanted to get the best possible thing I could. So I picked up a can of gasoline and I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to make him like sing in a ring of fire. Uh -oh. And he was so down. And, and so we made this huge ring of fire with, with gasoline, but he accidentally stepped in some of it. And so like, we lit the ring of fire and he starts performing. And, and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> this is amazing. And then all of a sudden it just like, you saw the streak, like from where he trailed from when he stepped in it, mm. just go, and just light up his pant and him just run out of the ring the like jump out of the ring of fire and we're all freaking out fire extinguisher everything i just talked to him a few weeks ago and he brought that up and i was just like man the days when we were just doing dumb shit but it was so much fun she was like that's the last time we ever saw him but uh, <laughs> no, but it was a great shot video was good friends we laughed about it everyone was okay but it was also like, man. Yeah, did, you get, did you get the shot? Did you get the shot? We got the, I mean, we got half the performance until he was on fire. We have the blooper. I should probably put that out somewhere. Yeah, I got the blooper. Oh, can we can we air it on this show? If I can find it, it's yes. on an old hard drive somewhere. Oh, those old hard drives. Has there ever oh. been a situation like that where it's gone wrong, and you have like the ten thousand dollars shot or the five thousand dollars shot that you're like, well. Now we really need. Yeah, I could tell you the worst story. I was not on set for this. It was a, I, I heard about this. It was a L'Oreal, I think L'Oreal shoot, and they were using a Phantom. And basically, what they did was like right next to the Phantom's lens, they built this like motor to like blow, you know, like, like the colored dust, like blow this colored dust like in slow motion into this model's face. Uh -oh. So yeah, the first day of shoot, everything went well. They come back for the second day of shoot, and what had happened was the gases had built up in this the machine that they made so they oh go up God. to the first shot and they go to like fire off the dust and instead of the dust like a huge flame ball like flew out and like permanently damaged like burn off half of her hair her face she had like facial reconstruction sued them it was like a whole ordeal i guess someone told me that on set the ac he, he sued him too because his, his arm got burned because he was focusing the camera right there Dang. wow I, I heard that and i was like why didn't they test oh my, it? i'm never doing i guess i don't fire. really know <laughs> They the just, I mean, they worked all day the first day. Yeah. So like they just, they should have done one round one off yeah. because wow. things had got gas or whatever, the fluid or something had built up and Honestly, though, horrifying. at that point, if I would have saw the flame ball come out, if I was like the model, I'd be like, I'm not doing this today. Like I'm out. <laughs> like, no, I mean, she mean? never saw it. Yeah. What was the first about? shot? No, I know. I'm it saying, was just though, dust. if they were to test it, if they were to test it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no one would have done it. They would have trashed that thing. Question is, what happened to that footage? Of the girl? 
Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that's probably. How is that knows? not on YouTube somewhere? Like I mean, that, that's, I'm sure it's buried. L'Oreal or whoever that brand was. They shut that shit down. Sorry, L'Oreal, if this wasn't you. Yeah. I'm sure they paid her a lot of money to not say yeah. anything. But I'm sure. They I don't was. know anything that's like. That's so sad. Missed, I can't think of any times where we've missed the shot that we had one shot at. Off the top of my head, do you have anything? Just forgot to roll. Um, oh, well, that happens happened. all the that, time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a great story about that. Shot an entire commercial, <laughs> an entire, <laughs> entire day of shooting. Uh, at this point, this is very early on in my career. I was like first AC, which I guess it is slightly on me at that point. But uh, or maybe I was even—I don't know what I was doing on the shoot. But we shot an entire commercial, and it was right when like the C three hundred came out, and everyone was wanting to shoot on it, and no one had really shot on it yet and we didn't know this like the the system settings this is why you always do playback <laughs> so we'd know like we shot a lot of it and then we we're like i think around like we had like two hours left of, of shooting so we didn't go a whole day we had like two hours left of shooting and we we're like let's watch some playback we watched playback and it's just it's just clips like it's just pictures it's just a bunch of different pictures. Oh and we're like, where are the videos at? Like going through and <laughs> horrible. And then horrible. we're like, oh, wow. Whatever setting it's on. It, it, But it was so weird because it was like, it, it looked as if it was taking video, but it was just taking pictures. And then what ended up happening is the company that I was working for at the time, they just bit the budget. And basically we did a whole nother day of shooting and they didn't charge for it, obviously, because that's like on them. But. Yeah, that they should have had nice. art so there. Always, I would have gotten it right. You always need to be kind of at least check playback to see what's going on. Do you guys have someone on That's set to tip. keep you grounded like that? Whereas, like the fire thing, when you're like you the producer you, and the AD. Yeah, the AD first probably. It keeps I didn't you have either of those on when I was doing that. That yeah. was back when it was just me, a camera. That's pretty much it. I mean. Because sometimes I think the creative juices can get flowing and you're like, oh, yeah, let's do this, do that. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. The director, yeah, for definitely. sure, the director will push and yeah. see what they can get. Yeah. And then it's like the AD. The first AD is in charge of keeping everyone safe. That's like one of their main goals or jobs. And then obviously yep. schedule. But um, the AD will for sure like be like, yeah, that's cool. Or no, we're not going to do that. And they always have a reason. I mean, whatever it is. But mm -hmm. yeah, the, the directors definitely try and push it. They push it with producers too. I yeah, get, and I'll I shut it down. I push it with. I'll I get shut pushed that all the time. Down. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I'm kind of like, ah, it would be cool, but that's a solid producer and a solid AD <laughs> for me. I'm like, all right, they're letting me do shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's some, sometimes you get lucky but, too. Yeah. Elliot was on a shoot uh, up in Sacramento, and I saw on someone's Instagram that they were doing body slams through tables, and I was like, what is going on up here? <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad Ben wasn't there that day. <laughs> I showed him only the stuff that was controlled what's the length of a music video now is it it's getting shorter i feel it's gotten shorter than obviously what it was way back when is there a reason behind that or i'd say yes, a song. yes and no though because like there's some yeah. of those like travis scott or yeah, drake ones that are really long for an art is that an artist okay yeah I, I don't know I've, I've had some that are seven minutes some that are two and you add, yeah, and you're adding a storyline to like mm -hmm. either the beginning or the end, and the song's yeah. gonna be like four minutes long. Sometimes you have a skit. Yeah. Do you like when it's longer because it allows you to have more no. creative control? No. <laughs> a lot no. more, a lot more into it. I mean, it one depends day. what the it is, what the story is, or whatever. But I'm a very like I like quick. Usually I okay. like quick cut. Like, I mean, it's more interesting to me. You only again, you only have that one day, so. Mm -hmm. it, you don't have that many shots. So yeah. if you're on like a three day shoot, sure. Seven minute, like keep people's attention. But I like, 
Yeah, I like keeping the video like refreshing. I do. I do like a lot of the videos that Little Dicky does, though, and he has. Yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, obviously, he has like a crazy budget, but he always has a storyline in all of his videos. Yeah, even when he didn't have a budget, though, he was still just crushing it. He, he's a legend. Yeah. It's also the artist willing to put in the time and work. Yeah, that that's he huge. That's rare. Little Dicky is, is what I was talking about earlier. Like he cares about every video. He's so involved, and yeah, he's pretty much even if he's not his name isn't the director i know he is doing a lot of the directing with yeah. not taking anything away from the director but he's he's involved yeah mm. all right as we always talk about on the show what's next so you guys are involved in music videos you're creating music videos you want to set yourself apart and so you're trying to rise above how do you do that in the next three years Hopefully Not in three years I'm videos. doing film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. So I mean, music videos are a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean I love them. I always want to do them. It's not like I'm. Not, I just I don't want to do as many. Well, I even like the I big di- doing features. Yeah, even like the big directors will go back and do yeah, a music video. The definitely. cool thing about music video for everyone is, or music videos is that you get to be creative and like have a lot more control over what you're yes. doing. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people do it. And it's like the cool factor. You have those other jobs that pay the bills, the corporate jobs or like, you know, the one offs. But yeah. the fun is the fun that's in music videos is you're kind of viewed as like the cool kids that get to hang out with these artists and like shoot fun stuff, <laughs> make people blow up. Honestly, that's like what yeah, it is. It is to me. cool. It's cool. So LA. It's more creative freedom. I think. Yeah. Like you've been really good about like one thing I've learned from watching your work is you've created a brand for yourself that is artistic. So like when you get a more corporate job, people are coming to you and being like, we want this artistic thing, which is sick. And like, that's something I'm working towards is like, if someone comes to me with like a hundred thousand dollar budget to shoot a sock commercial, I want them to be shooting the weirdest sock commercial that has ever aired. You know, it's like, that's not common. I feel like a lot of big production companies like do very simple stuff for a lot of money. Hmm. How many times do you think we said budget in this podcast? <laughs> budget. budget, man. That's that's, that's what everyone's worried about. That's yeah. I don't know. It's. I think it's interesting. You don't really hear everyone discuss budget. I do a lot of different content types across the board, and, but music videos. All I ever hear anyone say is budget this, budget that, budget that. Here's why. You have such creative people who want to do the most insane things mm-hmm. in a good way. In a good way, right? It's like because it's it's a song. It leaves so much imagination. It's so much interpretation. Literally, the only rule is there are no rules. And mm-hmm. so their only constraint is how much is it going to cost? just want to clarify very that. Very well said. No, it's very true. It's a story. And you're wanting to tell the story, but how do you do that in a way that is also business savvy? Yeah. It's like when you have a script for a film and then the director comes on, it's, it's like, okay, we need much money to do what's in the script. This is just like, well, I'd launch someone at the space station if I could, you know? It's like, but what's the budget? You guys are looking at uh, you know, go up, mo- by the way. moving on from music videos. That obviously leaves room for new people coming in. What do you hope that they bring in or what do you hope that they add or what advice do you have for people coming in, filling your shoes? I hope that people stand their ground more and like, cause it's so saturated and there's like, there's always like the kid who will be like, oh, I'll do the video for cheaper than that. Like, or I'll do, and it just hurts the whole industry because, like, that's what brings budgets down, too. It's, like, it's so accessible to, like, the kid with the DSLR who can be, like, yeah, I'll do it for five grand if he's doing it for ten. 
and like it's just it's over yeah saturated i mean that's the whole industry too by the way yeah of uh, entertainment yeah, yeah that's going on totally. all across the board hmm. but but what separates the kids with dslr and the other guys is is the idea. you know it's it's kind of like a standard deviation right it's like okay you can get it like top 80 percent maybe but if you want to get from 90 to 98 percent there's only a very yeah. uh small yeah. percentage of people who can it's do definitely that definitely a pyramid yeah. you can tell yeah it's also too like relationships and like like being able to like you know yeah it is as saturated as it is it actually is very small like yeah mm-hmm. you mostly do know like all the companies the directors it's it helps it's all I mean, LA too. From, mm-hmm. yeah from like top to bottom like whether it's you're dealing with the label or dealing with like people on the crew anyone that i'm gonna work with i want to at least like have some type of relationship with them a lot of people that i work with all the time are like actually my friends outside of work too um and i think that's like a big thing on it is like to make sure that they're creating those relationships because relationships get you the job a lot more than you know yeah i've been thinking about this a lot too because it's like you don't have a day to see if they're good or not you know everyone's gonna get there and has to work yeah so you have to know the people and trust them like you really have to trust them yeah look at their real i was gonna say Elliot, you talked about Mm -hmm. reels and so like the importance how important is that to have a my reel has been so much of my work like it's i i kind of acted i mean i knew i had to have a reel i made one and like i got such a good response from it that i mean almost most of the artists I work with now are like, dude, I love your reel or I saw your reel. And I'm, and I'm, so I've realized the power of that and making your reel a little bit different. My new one's coming out next week. I'm super excited about Can't it. Shit. Show how you many hours can we preview it on, on the show? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah, definitely. Let's you could. How many, hours, how many hours you put into making it? Um, well, I took the format from my old one and kind of like just remodeled it more. So I did it in one night, but the content in it. Then I showed a bunch of people and I re-edited it and took another night. So, I don't know, probably eight hours. Yeah. The hard work's already been done. Now oh, just yeah. Yeah. taking the best. But I think it's interesting yeah. too because like, to me, the only people that I'll really look at their reel is directors, DPs, and then like maybe a production designer. Like, But other yeah. than that, I feel like I don't really... It's all like yeah, word I of pitch mouth. my reel too. I put it it's on huge pretty much directors. the front of the tree. Oh, yeah. I'm like, if you watch this, you can see all of my work in three minutes. You can see there's a style. You can see there's, you kind of know what you're getting. Like, and I would rather them watch that than individual videos. Cause I'm taking the best shots from every exactly. Video. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, they are seeing the, what I think's the best. And if they watch one video, it could not be the same response. And I have a lot of different types of work. It's not all the same. Like there's a style, but they're not the same. So it's, it's, I love the reel. It's very important to me. Yeah. It's yeah, huge it, for directors. I, I used to do a producer reel and then just no one ever. Asked yeah. There's for no it. point. And all it like, is. I'm not, I'm not spending time on this anymore. It's at that point, it's all word of mouth. And like, if they really want to know, like I'll just send them a couple of links to like some videos that I recently did. Uh, I think that's a really important point is it's all word of mouth. There's no Yelp for production designers and assistant cameras. You know, it's like you're only as good as your last at bat. If you do something stupid, if you're late, if, if you're unprofessional, like everyone's going to hear about that. And if you're working every day, you're not working anymore. Like it's that quick. And I think that is why these shoots are able to happen so smoothly because everyone is always on point because they know they have to be, you know, no, no one's on a salary job. Everyone has to go job to the next job, and it's all about your reputation and your work. Yeah, huge. Reputation's huge. I just emailed you. 
the real. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's cool. rough. It's the rough one, but I'll send you the final. Final for, for the video. Is. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Anything else? I think this was fire. Fire. A lot. I don't know if I have anything left to say. <laughs> What's the next? Uh, what do you guys got planned? What's the next coming out? Do you, do you obviously there? You anything. only have you only have a, a week, so like obviously yeah. No one knows what, yeah. what's what's yeah. tomorrow, Friday. Uh, yeah, it's not a Wednesday. I go to Texas for a music festival. Fly there tomorrow. What is that? E- South EDM. No, it's uh, Fort Worth, Month Texas. It? It's uh, okay. I always say it wrong. Ubby Dubby. Ubby Dubby. It's the first year they've had the festival, so I'd, first time I've ever yeah. said the name. Is that the language the Teletubby speak? I don't know. Nothing, but maybe that's nothing what going. For. I've turned that's down a lot. Doing. I mean, we got a bunch of stuff going on at Vigo. It's like Google. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Google. I don't know yeah. when this is coming out, and I only want it, this to be on it if it's actually locked in for sure. But I think I have a video with Travis Barker, who's like one of my biggest Sick. idols growing up. Wow. So I'm really, 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 the drum really excited video about that. King. I'm the drum yes. guy. I will be. I will be the drum <laughs> video king. Now, would you start that, playing drums again? Stop me. Sick. Awesome. Well, so. there we go. Fist bumps all around. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having mm. me. Drew, and, thank yeah. you for coming in, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experience. Thanks I loved coming, it. Drew. I loved. I mean, the stories are <laughs> equally as interesting. I think of just hearing, because that's where you learn too. You know, you learn from the experiences and, and knowing, like you said, you know, you go in and you're like, something's gonna go wrong today. Yeah. And having that mindset and being able to react, and I think that is reaction is a lot of the name of the game. Yeah. And I just want to end with, I get a lot of DMs. Oh, you, you do this video. How do you do it? What should I do? What should I do? Make cool shit on Instagram right now. I think that's what the kids at home need to be doing. It's just making cool stuff and put it on the internet. And then yeah. maybe one day you'll get I a shot. I tell people it's kind of the same thing. I mean, I get the same thing. DMs all the time. Like, how do you do it? What do you shoot on? Whatever. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just just shoot everything. Make, make stuff. Figure it out. It's all about being creative. There's no, there's not one answer you did. So. No, absolutely. There you go. Thank you guys for joining us. Another episode of Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show. A lot more to come. Subscribe, like, comment, tell a friend. We give this content to you guys for free. We want you to learn. Just pass it on. See you next time. Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show.